Tonight in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 5, verse 25. If you found that, please say amen. If you need a minute, say, wait a minute, preacher. The Bible says in verse 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment. Look at this next word, also. Because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. You may be seated. Father, we... Come to you tonight asking you for a glimpse of glory. Lord, we come and ask you tonight, dear God, Lord, for a breath. Lord, from another world. I pray, God, for a fresh cup of oil. God, I pray you'd trim our wicks. Lord God, I pray tonight, Lord God, that you would give us the Word of God. Lord God, I pray tonight, dear God, that you'd preach the Word of God. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross. Hide me behind the cliff of the rock. I pray tonight, dear God, you'd help me to say what you'd have me to say and help me not to say that which you'd have me not to say. But Father, I ask you tonight, Lord, to cleanse our minds, empty us of self, and fill us with your Spirit. Father, I pray tonight, God, you'd help us to rightly divide the word of truth. Father, we thank you, we love you. I pray you'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, and encourage the child of God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In the lovely name of Jesus, together all of God's people says, Amen and Amen. Tonight, if we can, for a few minutes of time, and we'll uh, try not to be long-winded, or as the book of Acts said concerning the Apostle Paul, we'll try not to be long-preaching tonight. But this evening, as we gather in this service on a Sunday night, and I've missed preaching on Sunday nights, and I am thankful that Pastor Jonathan has stepped up, and he's preached almost every Sunday night through this pandemic, and I am so grateful for Pastor Jonathan, and I'm thankful that uh, we're not pulling the yoke by ourselves. Amen. Amen. I confer with Pastor John, he confers with me, and I think we ought to work together. Amen? The Bible teaches in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Tonight I don't intend to upset anybody's doctrine but I do intend to preach the Word of God. We've had plays in this church that have been biblically incorrect. In our plays, 
in this church I've seen, uh, uh, we've seen the, uh, uh, some of the plays and we've seen the judgment. We've seen the judge sitting on the throne, single throne, and we've seen people walk down the aisle. We've seen the angels of darkness that would grab some and drag them out of the building. We've seen others that would come and uh, we would see the book of life opened uh, and we would see if their name was written in the book of life, they would be able to enter in uh, unto the place called heaven. Are you with me? Well, that's not biblically accurate. Don't shout me down. Don't vote me out. Hear me out. And let's see what line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, let's see what the Word of God teaches. There's two judgments. Am I in? At least two judgments. Three in my mind as I studied up until this week and tonight when I got here there may be even a fourth one. We're not going to get into all of that. But tonight we want to look at two judgments. And if we can tonight... Let me get through the first part of the scripture real quick, fast, like, and in a hurry so that I can try. We see tonight, verse 25, we see tonight, verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they shall live. Let me simply say tonight, you were born dead. The Christian who is alive has a spirit, a soul, and a body. In that order, are you with me? Whenever we were born, we were born dead. Our spirit is dead. It's flat. We all have a soul and we all have a body. Have I lost you? Whenever that we are born into this world uh, and we are born uh, the first time. Yeah. I was born uh, July the 15th, 1973, McMillan Hospital, 10 pound, 8 ounce, I believe. Uh, uh, fat little chubby thing uh, uh, there in the hospital. I was born dead. Yeah. You were born dead. Amen. <laughs> Some of you looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. I'm not talking about physically dead. I'm talking spiritually dead. See, Adam was alive. Eve was alive. They were beguiled. Scripture Pastor John preached from this morning. Chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. The Bible teaches that the serpent was the most subtle beast that God had ever created. What we lost in the first Adam... We've gained in the last half. How many of you have ever seen, I think it's called the helix, says somebody can correct me, the DNA structure, that spirally thing. Has anybody seen that? Brother Ben seen it, some of the others maybe. You remember the scripture that said that he would make the crooked paths straight. <laughs> Our DNA tonight is crooked. <laughs> We are corrupt. Now I'm talking in the body. You don't believe me? Go to your home, get a magnifying glass out, look at your bed sheets. 
<laughs> they some ugly faces back here, girls. <laughs> we are dying in the flesh. One day, as Brother Jason testified about, we're going to have a new body. That DNA will not be crooked. That DNA will not be corrupt. That DNA, thank God, I remember Sister Mabel testified a few weeks ago and she was talking about the Lord Jesus there in the upper room. And there, I'm sorry, there in the room where Brother Thomas was. And Jesus told Thomas, he said, for I am flesh and bone. Mabel ain't done what the book said. Never said anything about the blood. The Bible said in the book of Leviticus that the life of the flesh is in the blood. That's this body. But one day when we get a new body, we won't need this blood because we'll have his blood. You understand tonight, your blood is corrupt. Your blood is dying. Your blood is sick. But one day, thank God, everything that is crooked is going to be made straight. The Bible teaches tonight in verse number 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming and now is when the dead... Now keep in mind, let's stop right here and let's look at the context of this scripture. This is before Calvary. This is before uh, the Mount Golgotha. This is before he died on the cross. This is in his earthly ministry. He's speaking that there's coming a day. He's speaking, Jesus Christ is in words of bread in your book. He's speaking that there is coming a day uh, when the hour is coming and now is uh, when the dead, who, what dead? The spiritual dead uh, shall hear uh, the voice of the Son of God. Uh, look at this. Uh, and they that is here uh, shall live. Uh, look with me up in verse 21. Uh, For the Father raiseth up the dead uh, and quickeneth them. Uh, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. What's that word quickeneth mean, preacher? Uh, it means to be made alive. Can I tell you, I was a dead man. You were a dead man or a dead woman. But whenever Jesus, thank God, whenever you get saved, what happens? The Holy Spirit, you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost comes in you and you was dead are now alive. You've been quickened. The scripture says in the book of Ephesians 2 and 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved uh, Second Colossians Corinthians 5 and 17 uh, therefore if any man be in Christ uh, he is a new creature uh, old things are passed away uh, behold all things become new uh, you realize before you can go to that mansion uh, you realize before you can go to heaven uh, you realize before you can have your name written in the Lamb's book of life uh, you've got to be born again there is a doctrine in this world that tells, uh, well, if you'll just think positive thoughts. Joe Osteen's straight out of hell, by the way. Matter of fact, I think he's an antichrist. 
Uh, boy, don't let that upset you. If that, if that made you mad, I, I'm going to make you matter for the night's up. You just pray for me, all right? I put Oprah in that bunch too. You realize Jesus said, I am the way, yes. the truth, yes. and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. In John 10, yes. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheepfold. Can I tell you tonight, church, in another place in John 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Can I tell you tonight, church? He said in John 14 and 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I love this part. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Hey, can I tell you tonight, church? This world is not my home. Can I tell you I'm sick of Corona? I'm sick of the flu. I'm sick of the common cold. I'm sick of cancer. I'm sick of diabetes. Amen. I'm sick of obesity. I'm sick of everything. Honey, that makes you sick. That makes me sick. And one day, thank God, because we've been born again, we're going to a land where we'll never grow old. Yes, yes, yes. Look in verse 27. Well, not only did we see the day of change, look in verse 27. We see the deity identified. What did, what's that mean, preacher? Look with me in verse 27. I love this statement in verse 27. And hath given him, who? Given who? Given the Son of Man, given the Son of God, given Jesus all authority. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also. <laughs> Because he is the Son of Man. Preacher, what, 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 what do you mean tonight? Well, let me just simply stop right here and say, if we are going, honey, to be able to conduct our Christian lives, we're going to have to realize tonight, honey, that there's going to be differences. There's going to be times that we disagree. But can I tell you tonight, it's not according to the bylaws. Amen. It's not according to the Reader's Digest. Amen. It's not about the Baptist bread. It's not about the sword of the Lord. But the Word of God is the final authority in the matters. Yes, sir. You realize tonight, it it does not matter what the preacher thinks. I hate to upset your apple cart. It doesn't even matter what you think. What matters, preacher, is what saith the word of God. You realize tonight there's three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three in one. Do you realize tonight you cannot have God the Father without having God the Son. Without having God the Holy Ghost. You cannot separate one. It is all one God in three persons. The triune Godhead. Thank God He's a thrice holy God. You've got to have all in order to have any of it tonight. Yes, sir. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm saying tonight the deity has been identified. What's that mean? The deity has been identified. He said it given him authority to execute judgment. What's he going to judge us by, preacher? That's right. Word of God. Amen. We're not going to have to wonder. Well, I wonder, did, did, did I do good enough? Preach. Once a year at my workplace, I have to fill out a 
performance form. Self-performance, self-evaluation form. I fill that out. I send that to my boss. He fills out an evaluation on how, how that I have conducted myself, how that I have managed the budget, how that I have managed uh, all the projects, how that I have managed all of these things. Uh, and do you realize tonight there are times uh, I wonder uh, how he's going to judge, how he's going to do this or how he's going to do that. Uh, and I think, well, I, uh, maybe I think I did pretty good. Well, let me just simply say this tonight. Uh, not by works of righteousness, uh, which we have done, uh, but according to his mercy. Had he washed us, had he washed us by the regeneration of the Holy Ghost. Do you realize tonight, if you want to know how you're doing, look in the book. Can I tell you tonight, I'm saved and I know that I am, but I want you to know my heart is desperately wicked. Amen. And who can know it? You say, preacher, I thought you of all people would have a good heart. Well, the writer said that there's none good. No, not one. For we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let a man that taketh. You realize tonight when you think of yourself higher than you really are, you're setting yourselves up for a big fall. Yeah, man. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The rains came down, the flood came up. Do you realize tonight, church, honey, people will talk about you. People will mistreat you. But it's not about what people think about you. What matters is what the Word of God says about you. We see tonight, not only do we see this evening the dead changed, not only do we see the deity identified here as the last point, maybe. I said maybe. Don't get excited. We see the destination Clarify now. I want you to look at this verse in number 29. And I'm going to try to slow down here. The Bible says, and shall come forth who? Well, let's go back up and pick up verse number 58 or 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all, all, did you hear that? All that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of, look at this statement, damnation. The word damnation is defined by Webster's as stating this, sentenced, or condemnation to everlasting punishment. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? Well, let's just look at this. Just in, let's divide this verse up. Let's rightly divide the word of truth. Can we do that tonight? I appreciate all four of you. The rest of you just alone for the ride. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of of life. What's that mean, preacher? That means one day, thank God, I think the Greek word is harpazo. What's that mean? Caught up. What's that mean? Rapture. What's that mean? It means thank God. One day, I'm a saying goodbye to the world. What's that mean? First Thessalonians 4 and 16. Let's look at this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice 
of the archangel uh, and with the trump of with the trump of God uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Somebody said, "Why do they rise first? They're six foot lower than you are." <laughs> Rough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, help his bunch. <laughs> help our pastor too, Lord. <laughs> For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. I want you to pay attention to the last six words in that verse. Dead in Christ. What's that mean? That means you've already died once. Thank God you won't have to die a second time. If you've died once, then that means you've been born twice. Amen, amen, amen. See, I was born in 73. Down there at McMillan Hospital the first time. I was born in the flesh. Thank God. Neighbor, you realize that there's another birth. Thank God I don't remember coming out of my mommy. I don't remember getting robbed by them nurses. I don't remember Brother Roger, my little fat cheeks getting pinched. But I remember getting up from an old-fashioned altar. Thank God. Dying out to this world. Coming up. A new creature in Jesus Christ. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Hebrews 9 and 27. Can somebody quote that? It's appointed once man to... After this, the judgment. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 17. Then we, that you and I, thank God I hope that I'm alive to see the rapture. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Can I tell you, I think maybe Brother J.J., if I'm not mistaken, said that he didn't have to die. He didn't have to wait till he died to get eternal life. Amen, Jay, that's exactly right. Do you realize that you get eternal life as soon as you get born again? As soon as you die out to this world, as soon as you cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin, you understand tonight, honey, that you get eternal life right then. 1 John 5 and 13 said, These things will be written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that ye may know that you have eternal life. If that was not so, then he might say, that you may know that you're going to get eternal life. It didn't say that. But I'm glad tonight that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. I'm glad tonight to know you go to Disney World, you might have to stand two hours in a line, honey, to get on a ride. But glory be to God tonight. I got it, and the world ain't get it. You understand tonight, if we're looking for something big, that ain't, even, that ain't what God's in. He's in the still small voice. Speaks to the heart that convicts our sins, that shows us how that we ought to be living. <laughs> now remember in verse 29 that we read in John 5 and 29, he said, unto the resurrection of life. What's that word Resurrect, resurrection mean, preacher? It means to make alive. <laughs> Can I tell you tonight, church, 
Job said that he knew that the skin worms were going to devour his flesh, but he knew that at the last day that he would see his Redeemer. Can I stop right here tonight, church? Clear me off the spot and say that if I go by the grave, I'll meet you over there. Amen. Don't you come to my funeral. Don't you come to my casket and cry. Don't you dare weep for me. Why, preacher? Honey, because the former things have passed away. Honey, because I've laid this robe of flesh down. You say, preacher, they're going to bury it. I want you to stop right here and realize, honey, that soul sleeping is not biblical. Amen, amen, amen. Honey, Paul said choosing rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You realize tonight, you say, preacher, I believe in soul sleep. Well, you can be wrong if you want to. And you can go out there and lay down on the ground if you want to. Honey, whenever they lay my body down, that's all it's going to be. He's a vessel of clay. My soul and my spirit, they're going to be with the Lord. You realize tonight, church, that we've got more to go to heaven for than we do to live down here for. He said, and come forth unto the resurrection of life. What's going to happen, preacher? We're going to stand at the Bema seat of Christ. What's that? That's the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to give an account for the works that we have done in our Christian walk. Amen. <laughs> well, I can tell right here the waters are rough. Lord, you get a soul. Amen. <laughs> When I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I will not have to answer for anything that I did before I got saved. Amen. That means every time you slip around as a sinner, that means every time that you hit the meth lab as a sinner, <laughs> I hope you ain't getting uncomfortable every time that you pop them pills as a sinner every time that you stole a car as a sinner that sin has already been forgiven when you got born again <laughs> well preacher what am I going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ for how well you sowed the seed Amen. How well you did with the talents that he gave you. Right. What do you mean? Remember the servant that the Lord of the house had to leave and he gave some 10,000 talents. He gave another five talents. He gave another one talent. The one that had the smallest number of talents, what did he do? He went and buried it in, in the earth. And whenever the Lord of the house came back, the other two, they doubled their talents. They grew in the Lord. Amen. But the one that buried his talent, he did not grow them. He became idle. That's modern day Christianity. Amen. We're living in a devil's playground. Yeah. We're living in the world of idleness. Well, let the soul winners knock on doors. Let the soul winners pass out gospel tracts. Let the pastor and the deacons go down on visitation. It's your neighbor. It's your mommy. 
Amen. I'm preaching whether or not I'm pulling the weeds out of your garden or not. We are going to give an account for everything that we have done since we got saved. Amen. Amen. I know it's going to be hard preaching, but I didn't have any idea it's going to be this hard. If it all be the same to y'all, I'm going to keep hoping, okay? Yes. Amen. Amen. Look with me here in verse 29. The Bible teaches in the latter part of that verse, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Who is that group preacher? They're dead. Spiritually, physically, they're dead. They've been condemned. Let, let, let's put it like this. If we were having a biblical play tonight, we would have a throne of judgment and the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on it. And the Christian would come and give an account at the judgment seat of Christ. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. Then in another scene, if you will, would be a second judgment. Yes. What's that judgment? I'm glad you asked me. And don't take my word for it. Grab your Bible. And go with me to the book of Revelation. Chapter number 20. Revelation chapter 20. Chapter 20, if you find that, say amen. amen. Verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Why was there no place found for them? Because their name was not on the registry. What's the registry? The Lamb's Book of Life. Their name. Revelation 20 and verse 12. And I saw dead. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Look at this next verse. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death, look at this next statement, and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they judged every man according to their works. Hell if you will, is a holding place tonight. Yeah. Boy, some of you are uncomfortable, and I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. Hell to the sinner is a holding place, a preview. It's just a taste of the torment that is to come. They're going to, death and hell were cast into the lake 
of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm sick and tired of this doctrine that is being taught in some of these mega churches and some of these praise and worship churches. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, if you just do good works, it'll be all right. Neighbor, if you ain't been born again, it's not all right. Amen. If you've not been saved, your name is not in the Lamb's book of life. And that means that you are not in that statement that the Lord spoke and said that we are joint heirs with Jesus. Well, what do you mean, preacher? My, the title deed to heaven is held by him. But I get what he gets. Why? Lord willing, this week we'll get into the marriage supper of the Lamb maybe a little bit. Amen. The groom, the bridegroom, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. is going to be joined unto the bride. Amen. Who's the bride? I hate to break it to you, some of you men. Amen. We are Amen. the bride of Christ. You say, preacher, I'm not a feminite. Well, until you swallow your masculine pride, you might be left on the outside of this thing. You realize tonight, he doesn't need me, but I need him. Verse 29, and come forth some unto the, those that have done good unto the resurrection of life and those that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. That word damnation means condemned. Can I remind you tonight that Romans 8 and verse 1, speaking of the Christian, there remaineth therefore no more condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. What's that mean, preacher? I was destined for hell. Jennifer, Madison, y'all come on. And let me just say it like this. If your grandpa was an alcoholic and your daddy was an alcoholic, you may think I'm destined to be an alcoholic. You may drink and you may wrestle with it and you may say it's in my genes. There's no way that I can escape being an alcoholic. I've got good news for you. You can escape being an alcoholic. How can I escape being an alcoholic because you can break the chains by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember what 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 said. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You realize tonight we were born destined to go to hell, but Jesus changes people's destinies. Whether you're good or whether you're evil, every one of you has an opportunity to go to heaven. Stand with me tonight. You say, preacher, that wasn't a shouting kind of carrying on message. I don't know. I felt shouting in my soul. If you couldn't, I'm praying for you. I'm just being honest with you. 
Brother C.T. Townsend made this statement. I believe it was in, uh, uh, now help me Lord. He made this statement. He said there's one thing that we can rejoice in the worst of days. What is it preacher? That we don't have to go to hell. You realize tonight that if you're born again, you're not going to hell. If you're saved, you're not going to burn in the lake of fire. You realize that if you've been born again, honey, you're not going to the place of outer darkness. You realize that if you've been born again, uh, do you realize tonight, uh, honey, when Jesus saved your soul, uh, he changed your destiny. Uh, And thank God tonight, uh, you don't have to live like you've been living. Uh, You don't have to have the same old dead hope uh, that you used to have. Uh, Thank God tonight because of Jesus, uh, 